Guy Carumba. Mars and Venus straddle Cancer on the evening of June 30th as July is about to begin. Both are moving eastward. Venus moves through the Beehive Cluster, or M44, on the evening of July 3rd, and the chase is on. Venus appears to be swooping in for a quick meetup with Mars. As the planets come close, a thin crescent moon is right of them on the 11th. The moon is above them when the planets are at their closest on the 12th and 13th. And then Venus keeps going, passing by Regulus in Leo on the 14th. Mars passes the bright star on the 29th. By that time, Venus is moving on past the lion. The best view of this site is from low latitudes. Northern Hemisphere viewers from middle and high latitudes will find the planets very low as darkness begins. Saturn is a late evening riser, so is Jupiter a little while later after the ringed planet. Both are retrograde this month. A full moon passes south of Saturn on the 24th and 25th, and it's close to Jupiter on the 26th. Saturn stays in Capricornus and Jupiter in Aquarius all month. As dawn's light begins, the side of the Hyades V with Aldebaran does a good job pointing the way to Mercury rising. Mercury is moving eastward, but for Northern Hemisphere viewers, it is becoming easier to spot as the month goes on because of later sunrises. A thin waning crescent moon is left of the planet on the 8th. The messenger planet is at the feet of Gemini by mid-July. The planet is disappearing into the morning sun glow as it approaches the caster side of the constellation. The best views of Mercury this month are from low southern latitudes, although the twins are upside down and their heads are below the horizon there, while Mercury is still viewable in the twilight. The moon is crossing the equator going north on the 1st when it's at last quarter. Northern Lunastis is on the 9th at 25.6 degrees. The moon is new the very next day. The moon goes south of the equator on the 16th and is at first quarter on the 17th. Southern Lunastis is at 25.6 degrees on the 22nd. The moon's full on the 24th. A second northward equatorial crossing is on the 29th, and a second last quarter moon on the 31st. The moon's at apogee on the 5th at 405,300 kilometers, at perigee on the 21st at 364,600. Earth is at aphelion on the 5th at 1.017 astronomical units. Mars is at aphelion on the 13th at 1.666 AU, and Mercury is at perihelion on the 24th at 0.307 AU. One astronomical unit is one average Earth-Sun distance. Two meteor showers peak on July 30th, and this year our two naked-eye gas giant planets provide some help telling which meteors are from which shower. Meteors from the southern Delta Aquariid shower radiate from a spot just a little southeast of where Jupiter is lately, and the Alpha Capricornids radiate from a spot a little northeast of where Saturn's hanging out. It's hard to know which meteors you're most likely to see. The southern Delta Aquariids peak at about 16 meteors per hour. There may be only five Alpha Capricornids per hour, but they are more likely to be bright fireballs, and with the moon just a few days past full, the brighter the better.
July 10 is the anniversary of an astronomical event that many people associate, perhaps mistakenly, with a hit song. Whoever you're so vain is about, he flew his Learjet up to Nova Scotia to see the total eclipse of the sun. The song came out as a single in late 1972, so it's not totally unreasonable that many people thought Carly Simon was singing about the total solar eclipse of July 10 that year. However, she wrote the lyrics in 1971. Well, Nova Scotia also got a total solar eclipse on March 7, 1970. So was she looking back when she wrote the lyrics, or looking forward to the song being a hit? If I ever get to ask her, I will, while others keep trying to find out who probably thinks the song is about him. Sky Caramba.